Every day is a party. Hey, welcome to Pudding Time. Speaking of parties. I'm your host, um, Josh, and I have with me a guest slash co-host slash original host, John. You could really just say host or co-host. The co-hostess with the most assistus. With the co-mostesis. That's right. Um, hi, Josh. How are you? Great to be here. Hi, how are you? Good Fridays. Uh, <laughs> and to also you with too. your spirit. That's right. Uh, bless you and keep you. So we have a very uh, lopsided board. We do. Because I have like 50 things that went well, apparently, and then you have nothing to talk about. So I think we're, it's going to be a good week. I think that's what that that's is. It's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's let's do start with yours because we didn't get to it last week. And it may have already happened. I don't know. But this is from you. It says house guests. Yes. So while we were on break, um, my sister and brother-in-law decided they were going to move back to Minnesota. And this mm. is based on a job. So my sister-in-law got a new job. It's in the Minneapolis area, so she's gonna move back. They're they're gonna move back here. They're staying with us until they find a house here. Okay. Um, are they currently they with you then? Yes. Okay. Well, um, sister-in-law and niece are. Brother-in-law is home for the weekend, but he's really hanging out in Illinois till that's till their house sells. Oh, they're both trying to sell their house and purchase a new one up here. Yes. Okay. That's right. Um, But they're close to that closing, and then brother-in-law will be here full-time as well. They've done some shopping for houses here, and they've had some success. We'll see. Fingers crossed for them. But I wanted to bring this up because it's a big change um, because, you know, Jack's the only child, Claire's the only child, Claire's my niece, and they are now living together, mm. and it's been interesting, Jack. I- instant uh, siblings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with no real buildup of skills <laughs> about how to handle that. So especially, Jack, recently, I've got a could-be-improved here that's in play. Jack's really, like, laser-focused on what she gets versus what he gets what's fair what's not fair mm-hmm. a lot of evaluations going on usually i've learned that when a kid is worried about whether something's or something's fair the unspoken part of it is fair to me of course yeah they right. don't they don't mean jack, like jack hey it's complains. not fair because i got two of something but right. my my guest only got one right it's right. it's only when it's flipped it's only when it's flipped uh-huh. yeah Yes. So we went out to dinner last night, and the kids' meals came with um, fruit roll-ups. At, okay. at a restaurant? Mm-hmm. Were you at Applebee's? How do you feel about this? <laughs> <laughs> Where were you? Dude, I don't know. That's just what they do there. Uh, mm. Okay, keep going. And uh, when it came time for them to have their desserts, we discovered that Jack's fruit roll-up was nestled on top of his chicken fingers and it had melted no and so we couldn't get the plastic wrap off do you kind of remember that like you have to pull the fruit roll-up in such a way and then there's like a wax paper inside and it's wound around some wax paper exactly yeah Yeah, they're individually wrapped 
around this roll. Right. Mm-hmm. But then inside, there's something else you got to take off. Anyway, uh-huh. so uh-huh. we couldn't get that out. Okay. I told him, when you get home, you can have a couple cookies. Then when we got home, he had his couple cookies. And Claire got a couple cookies, too. What? This is not fair. This is... Hold on. <laughs> I was offered compensation <laughs> yeah. because of the fruit roll-up situation. I'll have you remember that her <laughs> right. fruit roll-up was, was intact. Yeah. And so the at the thing. very least, if, if, if Claire's going to get cookies, I think right. that she should have one fewer cookie than I have. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is the kind of arithmetic that is going on in his brain every time something like this comes up. Yeah. And yeah. He, he, he wants those sums to match. That's right. It's a zero-sum game of <laughs> treats. That's right. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is. That's this what's is, going on over here. I mean, it's so familiar that I, it doesn't even feel odd or weird to me. I'm just like, uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you oh, have any advice for me on how to navigate this stuff? Can I just like – Give him like how many timeouts do I have to give him before he just like worries about himself and not his cousin? I don't think that's a possibility. I think that. <sighs> so here's the thing. I was just thinking like, oh, you know how I was just talking about the fairness and how like kids only seem to notice when they're getting less than somebody else. I don't think right. adults are really that different. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. True. I'm not right. like I'm not. When I when I got a new car, I wasn't suddenly looking at everyone else's car and thinking, "Oh, but you know what? They didn't get a new car. They should probably have." They one should too. get a better one. Yeah, yeah. But now that I've had my cars ten years ish, I see sure. and I see some new Tesla or, or some nice electric car yeah. rolling around. I'm like, "Hmm, maybe Daddy needs a new car." But but there is one difference, and that is that I think most adults don't think the world is fair, whereas Jack believes the world is fair. And if only he registers his complaint, things will be will, – will resolve themselves and come back into being fair. That's an interesting point. That is an interesting point. And yet the tone with which my kids at least seem to <laughs> express said things yeah. is not is, – they're not coming at it with like um, – you know, like – they're not like a little tiny Socrates coming in like, well, <laughs> I have noticed Yeah. I have been slighted. Mm-hmm. Um, they're typically coming in with – Coming a little, a little bit hotter than Socrates would. Yeah. I mean he went to that cave or whatever, but um, – okay. So those are the house guests. Uh, and did we also take care of this could be improved? Was there anything else to be said about this card over here? Don't think so. Okay. We're just going to have to keep having this conversation with Jack about the world is not fair. And it sounds like you're feeling like that you have to keep telling this isn't fair to you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I don't think it's fair to me to have to mm-hmm. keep having this conversation with my son. <laughs> you didn't seem worried when I was going through this. <laughs> right. And I didn't feel like it was fair that you um, were you didn't get to experience it yet. So okay. I'm glad that the world is finally just. All right. So you have the only other thing you voted on of my myriad things uh, we will talk about next. Um, okay. And that is uh, – I just put book series Mistborn. So have you heard of this book series? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I have. Okay. So you've got the original three. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. 
I haven't read them. These are in my um, pile of books to read. Okay. So, uh, yeah, basically a neighbor of mine, um, he asked me what kind of books I was into, and I was like, I don't know. Because, you know, I, I'm, I get kind of hot and cold with, with books and book series and things like that. So um, the last time I read a book series that I, like, felt like I couldn't put down was the Broken Earth trilogy, okay. where I just felt like mm-hmm. every – Every book, like I was, I couldn't wait to get the books. I was like, mm, yeah, yeah. how can I find a way to get to the library as soon as I heard that it was like in, you know, like having an anticipation for a book rather than just being, yep. you know, oh, I guess I'll read when I don't have anything yeah. else I can think of to doing. So I've been having that again with this book series. Oh, great. That's um, good news because I'm going to read those. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. It's a very well thought out world and like mm-hmm. system of. Like magic? Yeah, it's a very specific kind of magic, and he works it out. Got it. In fact, this guy is he, – he definitely thinks about fantasy and and this kind of stuff um, pretty intentionally, I think. Mm. He was the – this Brandon Sanderson's his name. He was tasked with finishing the Wheel of Time book series. Is that how you heard about him? Right, and I'm on book six of that. Okay. Is that the one he wrote? Or Ghost no. or whatever? Okay. I believe it's like um, 13 or something. 12. Yeah. And then I think book 13 is where Brandon picks up. Yeah. Okay. So Imagine he's, taking up a, a series on book 13. It's like. Christmas. Well, here's the thing. Uh, it seems weird until you know about. So you have the original three of Mistborn. He's planning this as a three era. He was originally planning this as a three era. So each each era gets its own trilogy, essentially. And then he took a detour and added a fourth era. So So he already had 12 books in mind kind of for this thing. He he already had at least nine. At at least nine. But then he he released a four-book series for this extra era. Got it. Um, And so I want to – without giving away too much, basically the thing that's interesting about these eras is technology changes. So Mm -hmm. I'm not used to – writers yeah. doing this kind of thing where it's like every like technology is kind of stuck it's one thing that's fixed that's, right that's a fixed element in just about every right. novel i've ever written <laughs> right things right, excuse me things don't change over time yeah. but also people don't make giant time leaps very often right. so that's something that he's playing with in this like series so the original trilogy has basically the same characters throughout the three books but i just started the next era and i'm one book into that and it's um it takes place like 300 years after the end of the first Mm. and one of the things that's really interesting about that is you can see all of the tie-ins like you don't need to necessarily read the original Mm. trilogy but you can see them in like things like place names some places are named after characters in a way that like like history would do that you know what i mean like, right. It feels authentic, not just like yeah, a of a, yeah. Some of their yeah. curses even are like calling back mm. to character names who might have been. Yeah, it's just very interesting. But you're using this to demonstrate how this guy is really a thinker about how this all fits together, and so it was maybe well positioned to take over this something really as long epic series. as Wheel of Time. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, I think a lot of people, a lot of good writers, will think about. Uh, they'll do like speculative stuff. What what if our world was 
blah, 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 right? They'll do that. Mm -hmm. But he's done that with his own world, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like he created this this kind of interesting idea Mm -hmm. with its own backstory, with its own stuff. And then like, okay, and then let's play with that even further. What happens 300 years after that? And I think his plan is basically keep going another three-ish hundred years in the future and seeing like what's different. But the system of magic stays the same and has Mm. that effect – uh, affect like different tropes and stuff so very interesting very interesting i don't know if you ever like if you're maybe new to this author but he had this really funny and kind of interesting video he did where he was talking about how much time he had on his hands during the uh, pandemic uh-huh. and he was like using this youtube video to announce like the new book that he wrote because he had so much time like they're, they're, like he just didn't have his speaking engagements to to deal ah, with okay and so he sort of had these like reveal of like oh and here's the book i wrote because uh, uh, i had all this time right and then he and and so like but the reveals keep coming so he's oh. like and because i did had and like i wrote this book for my wife and then i wrote the two sequels <laughs> So this guy's like super prolific in his writing on top of everything else. Like he seems to be, yeah. Right. uh, Super insightful and thoughtful, but also like, yeah, can crank those books out. That's that's wild. Anyway, I also like him because he's, it's a relatively easy read. Yes. And it's, um, uh, it, it also is close enough to YA that, Mm-hmm. I, I could recommend it to my kids if if I mean they're big books, so I don't know if they'd be interested yet. But like, there's nothing in the content that would make me feel like, uh, right, right. Know? Yeah, I think that's kind of a sweet spot for me. You know, um, sometimes am I interested in a bit of a challenge? Sure, yeah. but like for the most part, I kind of want like unwind with a book, and so it being closer to YA is kind of a right. nice thing because I can zip through them. Right. There's only to- so many times I can read House of Leaves. Um, yeah. or watch Wait. the Doom dot wad. <laughs> Wait, yeah, my did house you ever watch that Doom thing? I did, and I was so mad that you sent that to me because I had to take a shower. You watched like two hours of it, didn't you? It's like an hour of this guy exploring <laughs> this Doom mod. Yeah, that ends up being—it's uh, wild. If you, yeah, put that in the no shows. People yeah, need to go watch show. this thing. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, that's the book series. Um. The only other thing and could be improved that is worth bringing up is um, we didn't get to this last week and I forgot to even put it on the board. But um, was it July or August? I think it was August. Uh, so Bethany and the older two got in a car accident and they like were in, everyone was okay. Everyone was fine, but they were very scared and very shaken up because it sure. was scary. Yeah, it was one of these like there's this place. Uh, and it's a town over – it's called Dublin. Okay. And true to their trying to be European um, selves, <laughs> they have roundabouts. Okay. And there's this one intersection where it's like a two-lane roundabout. And like Bethany okay. was coming in to the roundabout and someone like merged over trying to get out at the same time and like knocked the car into the – median that's oh right God. next to it and they were like screaming and anyway the 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 car is not total i don't think but it's it's in pretty bad shape in the okay. front um anyway the reason it's and could be improved is because we had it towed that day 
to like our mm-hmm. the body shop of choice, you know. Okay. And we knew that they were busy, but like okay, they but the you know, they do good work and the insurance company is fine with them or whatever. They haven't even looked at our car yet. Uh, like a month oh later. God, they haven't what? even looked at it. And because Bethany was the one driving, she has taken the the um responsibility of like calling them all the time <laughs> but oh it's like God. she's like f- she's learned the people's names that work there and Jesus. like who who you need to talk to to like leave a post-it note on whose desk so that you'll actually get a call back it's ridiculous ridiculous wow yeah that sucks anyway that could be improved i would i would agree that that that, that could be improved it's taken way too long we had some provenance um, here by the way side note that okay. I did not immediately activate the rental because there's only like 30 days or whatever of the rental through the insurance company. Oh, okay. So we've been doing one car. We've been doing a one car family, which has mostly been fine because I work from yep. home. We can make yep. it work. Mm-hmm. Annoying a couple times, but whatever. Anyway, that 30 days will have would have already been expired anyway. So – uh, I actually feel okay <laughs> that I okay. haven't activated it yet. So I still have the opportunity. I just don't have to do it quite yet. Got it. So. Uh, roundabouts. Yeah. What I have discovered is that Americans do not know how to use these things. It's true. They are, they are, they're sprinkled throughout Minnesota. And, um, yeah, a lot of people just stop. They just stop? And like. Then, and then from a stop, they're trying to go in, and mm. it's just a big mess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people don't know what to do. No. The other thing that's kind of funny is, like, newer subdivisions and places that mm-hmm. are being built up will have roundabouts, but only, like, the front and the back, not, like, no sides. So it's, <laughs> okay. it's like, you're like, uh, thanks for the speculative roundabout. We're pretty sure it's going to be a hard one. Yeah. It's going to be a hard intersection. That's to, right. Um, this is going to be so. rough. Someday. Right yeah. now, there's no trees or any, and anything but dirt around here. But <laughs> it's funny. Well, glad to hear that everyone's okay. Yes, and, everyone. Um, no, everyone's no okay. One got hurt. Yeah. Um, funny story. Today is Bethany's birthday. Happy birthday to Happy her. Happy birthday, Bethany. And the kids were all at school. She's like, "Hey, I've been out shopping. Do you want to meet me at this coffee shop?" So we went over nice. to this coffee shop. While we're there, she somebody gets up and leaves and. I can tell she's distracted, and she says, um, I think that was the person that was in the Jeep that hit us <laughs> in the car. Really? Yeah. Was the accident, like, close to your house? No. Like, 15 oh, minutes right. away. in Dublin. Yeah. That's right. Like, 15 minutes away. And were you in a I was coffee like, shop in Dublin? <laughs> no, we were, like, by our house. We were in our neighborhood. So, so I was like, what? Really? She's like, yeah, I almost said hi because I kept thinking I know that person somehow. And then I was like, but I don't want to say hi because somehow I feel like I have a weird energy with them. And <laughs> and then we went out to our car and she's like, oh, my gosh, that is the car. Oh, like my they gosh. were out That's and they were leaving. So weird. And we started we ended up following them on accident. Just they were going the same way. And they okay, and then yeah. we saw them cut over two lanes of traffic to turn. Oh, left. my God. Like we slowed down. And Bethany was like, well. I think we learned something today. <laughs> solve, the, so, 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 solve the case. That's right. I think... Uh, maybe they're just like not good at driving. Maybe not. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hear that's what people in Dublin do is drive badly. So anyway. All right. 
Um, hey, there's a segue you gotta do. You, you have to make here. Oh gosh. Uh, Speaking so much... of loops, how is Strange Loop? Oh, because it's a roundabout. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was a Strange Loop last week, so we didn't record. Strange Loop is a conference. Um, and the Wikipedia uh, aficionados among me will have already updated the conference to say Strange Loop was, was. a mm. conference that was – No longer. In St. Louis, right? St. Louis, that's right. Yeah. Uh, started by – Tech conference. Yes. Started by a guy named Alex Miller originally who okay. is now on the like Closure Core team. Oh, so okay. there's a lot of closure people that end up at Strange Loop. And gotcha. that's but it's not a closure conference. It's right. It was started uh as a way to be like it, it kind of shows its age now, but like to talk about things like NoSQL databases and things that were on the cutting edge at the time. Yeah. Um and functional programming and mm-hmm. you know, like interesting ideas, the intersection of math and science and programming. Um yeah. To wit, the the like final keynote this this time was Randall Monroe, the author of the webcomic oh, XKCD. What so nice! That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So he was there, and he. How, what, what kind of public speaker is he? Is he pretty good at it? Oh yeah, he he can he can work the crowd. He's nice. I mean, but he's still a nerd. Like you can, you yeah. know, you can see. But he was like. You know, giving this like just mostly it was just stories from his life. That's really what it was. Um, but it was it's still very fun, you know. And he did That's a book cool. signing afterwards, and I felt like it was too crowded in there, so I didn't I didn't even stick around for that. But I get a little conferenced out after three days of like sure. shoulder to shoulder, you know, programmer yep. bo. I was like, whew, I need to. <laughs> I need to go. I need to wash these nerds off and That's go right. sit by myself somewhere. That's right. So, so yeah, it was fun. Um, lots of good talks. I felt inspired again for like a few hobby projects and yeah. Lots There's of two things there. I want out of a conference. I want to maybe meet some people and maybe make some connections with actual human beings. And I want to feel inspired. Mm-hmm. I, I rarely am looking to learn anything. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not yeah it's not like the right time to try to learn a new thing unless it's an idea that you've never heard of and you need just oh, sure. some inspiration that it's worth right. thinking about. Yep. Um. But yeah, I, I I think about this when I'm like choosing my talks too that I go to because it's, mm-hmm. I t- try to think what is the talk I'll be sad I didn't get to see in person because almost always conferences these days put their videos out. Yeah, and you can see the them. talks. So it's, is it, you know, what do you want to see that makes sense in person? And for me, the the number one talk that stood out was um, a talk by Chris Ford called Birdsong as Code, um, huh. in which he uh, basically analyzed the songs of a few different species of birds. And then as at, at the very end, like, and then uh, accompanied them um, <laughs> using computer music. And then what? at the end, he he played some loops and um, accompanied this loop of a bird song on his guitar. So basically, <laughs> it was very good. That sounds excellent. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, and he's Australian, so he's just fun to listen to, oh, right? So 100%. I think it – check, check, check. I need to um, see if these talks are posted yet. They're, so they're not. I've been watching. Um, there's like okay. four that have been posted so far. Got it. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll send you the ones that I think should be on your on your hot list. Did you happen to see Julia Evans speak? Yes. Yep. Nice. She was the she was the other keynote. Um, she's also inspiring. Yeah, she's she's awesome. So. And Scott Hanselman, I don't know if you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was like the opening with um, another person I hadn't hadn't met or heard of before, but Taylor but she, Poindexter. Yeah, she was she was great. So, it's Poindexter really her last name? I think so. <laughs> It'd be like if I if my name was like Jonathan X Men or something. Come on, come on. <laughs> Please. Mr. X-Men was my father. <laughs> Call me Cyclops. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Magneto was right. <sighs> Only the mutant should live, right? Wasn't he, like, basically a fascist? <laughs> he was. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe still is. He's, you know, he's, like most comic book characters, he goes through a few different iterations. When they want him to be a good guy, he's a good guy. Okay. When they need okay. a villain that's handy, they can. They he's easy. He's an easy one to reach turn on for. a dime, right? Yeah. You know, something with metal. It seems evil. <laughs> All right. Uh, getting pretty good here. I already mentioned that it's Bethany's birthday, so that's cool. Uh, oh, I want to talk about this because you're never gonna, never gonna choose it. Um, but I'm gonna talk about it. Uh, yep. I am on my. I just started my fourth batch of kombucha. So what, here's what I know about kombucha. It <laughs> tastes terrible. Oh, but, you haven't had good kombucha you, then. But if you drink it, you have to talk about it. Oh, okay. Okay. So is it kind of like people uh, who have never had coffee? How they <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Or so beer? T- so tell me what caused you to become interested in kombucha. So I have a friend who's been brewing yep. it for like a year. And every time we go mm-hmm. over there, he's like, would you like some? And at first I was like, what? No. Um, but then he poured it some and it tasted like uh, really good. Almost like mm. soda, but not – but like more sour somehow. I don't know. Yeah. And I've only had store-bought kombucha before and I never have liked it. Right. So Does it taste bad? Yeah. I don't like store-bought kombucha. <laughs> okay. So this is better, um, and it's it's good enough that I feel like if somebody comes over, I want to offer them nice some, but not so not so good that I feel like I have to, you know. Okay. Uh, anyway, oh, wait, is it, is it, isn't there some like health uh, factor, like something oh, yeah. that makes well, it like good to drink? Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, got live and active cultures, just like a yogurt would. Like it's a right. it's a fermented drink. So it has those good bacteria and stuff that help your gut. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's – and it's about the easiest thing to make. Like you – once you have the stuff, this starter thing, you basically mm-hmm. just brew sweet tea, leave it alone, mm-hmm. and then put it in bottles with some fruit or whatever you want to put in there and do the, and do the, start the process again. It's, it's okay. very, very simple. 
Um, but what's yeah. a batch of it like? Like how much? How much? Are you I, I do a time. I do a gallon. Okay. So it's it's like a glass gallon jar that I do mm-hmm. it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then when I bottle it, um, I get like six. 16 ounce bottles or, or a little less than 16 ounce. So yeah, that's about the yield. That's cool. And depending on how long you wait, you can make it either super sour, like towards vinegar, toward the vinegar uh-huh. side. <laughs> yeah. Or like not sour at all, like more like still sweet tea and still mm-hmm. having a lot of sugar content. So yeah. Where have you been landing on that spectrum? Well, I messed up one of them and they were, it was too sour. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it didn't, didn't taste good to me, but apparently that's yeah. where all the health benefits are. So anyway, there's like a whole Gotta have t- some sugar in there, right? Oh yeah, you actually add some sugar back for carbonation. Oh uh, okay, right. So when you bottle it, you put in a little bit of sugar and or a little bit of fruit, and and then the yeast are like ooh, just like beer, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's fun. Cool. It's fun, and it's just a little extra thing that it takes like one hour every two weeks of my time yeah it really is easy right. so mm-hmm. that's it cool nicely done cool hey you've got a discussion topic on here it says nintendo games i've been playing yeah sometimes we compare notes about the games we've been playing we have similar interests in games um one of the games we share uh, a fondness for is um slay the spire Oh, yeah. So this is that roguelike game where you have, like, a deck that you improve as you move through the game, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted, on that theme, to see if you had played a game called Monster Train. No. Okay. So this is, like, the next one that I got that is also roguelike and that same kind of idea of, like, you have a deck that you're improving as you move through this map and there's a battle, and there's increasing difficulty, and so it reminded me of mm-hmm. you and your, um, I mean, you, like, did all of the Slay the Spire Ascension stuff or whatever, didn't like like Yeah. You beat <laughs> the hell out of that game is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Um, so another one you might be interested in. All right. Um, its theme is a little interesting. It's like you play as... A collection of devils, basically, on this train where uh, angels have, like, frozen hell and you're trying to, like, reignite it or something. Hmm. It's very flimsy. I think they just wanted to, like, have cool art. Right. And this was the excuse they used to right. make these, Start with the um, art and, and then write a story to fit it. Got it. Exactly. Um, cool. So Monster Train. Uh, Rogue Book, have you heard of that game? No, but that sounds great. Yeah, and so you can kind of imagine a little bit what's going on here. You're like playing as characters in this book that is like trapped them and they're trying to escape. And so it's similar where they have like battles to get through. You have a deck, you improve it over time. Um, with Slay the Spire, you like pick from four characters and then that's your character. Your deck is based on that character. Right. This. Um, this has two characters, and then they each have cards that are, like, for them. And so there's a little bit of an element of, like, mixing and matching and trying to find synergies between the cards mm, for those two characters. I see, I see. I find this to be a pretty fun element. Cool. Got to get those combos in. 
Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cool. And then totally different than those two, but also maybe interesting, Sea of Stars is um, a recently re released game. It's like one of those old, it's, it's like got some pixel art kind of vibe to it. Mm -hmm. um, so it kind of makes me feel like an SNES, like I'm playing an SNES yeah. game, but kind of like made <laughs> today and um, super fun. They have, it's turn-based combat, right? So it's like your turn, then the monsters go, then uh -huh. it's your turn, the monsters go. With timing elements, so hmm. your you know you pick one character to swing his sword. You pick which villain they're going to swing their sword at, and if you hit A at just the right time when that sword swing goes, you can like do a double attack. Mm. That's like Paper Mario a little bit. Yes, I think that's in fact what some of the reviews have described it as. So anyway, it's um it's got some fun elements. Cool. It has a mini game inside of it called Wheels. Okay, no, we're we're in um, <laughs> we're deep now. Right, we're in the the uh, recursive game. Uh huh. Stack. Got it. So, Sea of Stars is a role playing game kind uh -huh. of situation, and your character inside of this game can go to an inn, and then at that inn, find a wheels table and play this game against the person at that wheels table. And if you win, then, like, maybe something, like, you get some gold or you get, like, an improved wheels thing, whatever. Okay. And that wheels game is also super fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's great. Because a lot of times they throw in a mini game and it's, like, you know, just, like, roulette yeah. or, like, yeah. or like uh, stop the thing at the right time. Like, okay, right. thanks for the mini game. Lame. Yeah. Anyway, so... Those are the three games I thought I'd pitch you on. See if anything sticks there. Cool. I have not played any new games in a while. Mm. However, Oliver and I have been going through Hades. Nice. Is he old so, enough now to kind of be? Yeah, in yeah. So he's twelve, and um, it feels like it's he's fine with the themes and yeah. Totally. Um, does does he get into some of the little like the little bit of like intrigue that you kind of see reveal over time as you play it? I think he's mostly focused on the battle part right okay. now. Like he's pretty. Like I keep seeing him go past the dialogue. I'm like, oh, aren't you going to talk to them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wait, well, didn't you want to read swinging the sword? <laughs> right, exactly. He's like, I, I want to. Ah, I finally beat Meg. I want to keep going. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it's fun. I'll have to check these out, though. Booyah! Um, I think I'm probably good, except for one important question for you. What's that? What's for dinner? Mm. So I mentioned we have those house guests. Uh, in fact, just as other sisters coming down for the weekend. Because tomorrow, the siblings and their significant others all get dressed up and go to Renfest. What was that word? Renfest. Oh, I thought you said Ratfest. Renaissance Festival. Oh. So we are Renaissance Festival people. And this is the weekend we go. So anyway, everyone's coming to converge on our area to go to Renfest tomorrow. So tonight, though, we're going to go to the Gophers um, women's volleyball game. And we're going to eat dinner at that stadium. Awesome. Hey, women's volleyball is like having a moment. Like, I you see so. this um, uh, Nebraska recently, their team, uh, the women's volleyball team, like broke the 
for all women's sports, record. attendance record mm-hmm. for all women's sports. Right. Just bonkers. On the order of 90,000 people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's a bit like of a stunt, but it was fun and it brought attention to women's volleyball, which is cool. Right. It's just cool. It's cool. Did I tell you, maybe this didn't come up. So Jack's been interested in volleyball. So he, and, and they just made volleyball a sport. You can let her in for boys in Minnesota. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is some milestone where if you do that, then you just kind of unlock some more interests, some more traveling team stuff, whatever. And so, uh, Jack's been, he's he, we, like signed him up for a volleyball, like four mm-hmm. week for weekends of games, kind of a pretty short little season of volleyball. He's like the only boy right now, but, mm-hmm. um, it's this is supposed to evolve and get a lot better. How is he liking it? Ha, ha, oh, has it started he yet? He loves it. Okay. He loves it. He likes it a lot. Good. He's like um, pretty good at serving overhand, and at his age, that is um, not, not everybody happen. can do that. Yeah, that's not yeah. happening very often. <laughs> right. Um, we did go to his first set of games, like two games, but kind of back to back. And I think my comment was, "These kids are terrible." <laughs> <laughs> like yeah you barely get a volley going you know what i right, mean like right. you barely get maybe one serve or two net, to hit it serve over net. yeah <laughs> serve bump net <laughs> yeah like when are these kids gonna get any good Jeez. yeah yeah oh man hi once it gets to high school it gets pretty interesting seeing the Definitely. kids run around yep. and yeah very good very good well i'm, I'm um, excited to you? hear how how the rest of the season goes then that'll be yeah definitely good follow-up What's your dinner search? We're going to have some follow-up, by the way. You you slid right past that Renaissance Festival situation. Okay. Um, I'll be sure to send some photos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, next week I'm going to be asking you about it. So okay. uh, as, as I said, tonight is Bethany's birthday. So uh, we're still having like family movie night, which is our Friday night kind of thing tradition mm-hmm. um but instead of pizza and movie night yes we're gonna go with um thai nice which is what bethany wants so we're gonna have some pad thai i'm gonna have some curry because i don't like pad thai that much i okay. really like curries though so tough but fair now do the kids know how to order thai food we usually get them pad thai mm-hmm Yes. I'll check in with Oliver because he sometimes likes to go off the beaten path a little bit, but the other two are like, give me what's comfortable and familiar, you know, typical kids. Boring. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's it. And then take it from there. Do you know what movie you'll watch? They said they've already got one picked out. Apparently they mm-hmm. had agreed on it from last week when I was at strange loop. So um, Got it. something on Netflix, it's some cartoon. I don't, I don't know what it's called. Okay. Fair enough. All right, sir. I think we did a podcast episode. We did. Do you have any danglers? You know, I listened to last week's episode and I thought of a couple follow-ups, but I didn't write them down. Okay. So my dangler is that, what was I going to follow up? I, I think, can't remember. I think your dangler is that you're going to have a to-do to write mm-hmm. down yeah. what comes up for you. Do you ever listen to the show? Um, more than once when I'm editing. Because <laughs> you're editing it, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. yeah. 
It's right, okay. So, I've heard it. It's all right. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not good. I mean, I'm. I wouldn't. <laughs> thanks for listening, Mom. Um, <laughs> Shout out to, to, Aunt, to Aunt, <laughs> Aunt Nancy. That's right. <laughs> keeping those, uh, keeping our download counts in double digits. Thanks, Nance. All right. All right, I got to go. <laughs> See ya. Love Bye. you. Love you. Love you. Bye.